Hi, everyone, uh, and welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. My name is Nelson Abalos, and I am a pixel geek. <laughs> and right now, I am doing my best to help make the web beautiful together. That's great. Thank you so much for, for being willing to come on and hang out with me today. Um, I'm I'm a fan of yours uh, for a bit. <laughs> I, uh, I actually um, heard about you. Um, I was working on a project and I, I was trying to figure out how to do a membership site. And then I found one of your live streams and I thought, this guy seems really, really nice. <laughs> and I really love his channel. And so I, uh, I started looking at your stuff and I actually, I, I sent you that thing on LinkedIn. I'm kind of weird in which uh, if I think somebody's cool, I actually like reach out to them personally and want to be their friend, <laughs> even if they're like all the way on the other side of the country. <laughs> that You're not weird. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I, myself, I'm, I'm shy. So like yeah. you, you're more brave than I like um, even even to this day, like if there's someone who's a, a big time designer or something like that or, or a really good Webflow developer, I'm like too shy to even DM them. And honestly, <laughs> I, I, I still need to work up the courage to ask people to be guests on uh, on my YouTube channel. Really? So, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I think I just have something slightly wrong with me that I'm like, not afraid of it at all. No, that's called bravery. <laughs> there's, there's a funny story that my, my parents lost me at a beach when I was a child because I made friends with these kids that didn't speak English and only spoke French. And I was just like hanging out with them. <laughs> nice. So I think I've always been like this, but, um, but yeah, I, I found you and I messaged you on LinkedIn and I sent you a picture of me looking at your video. I'm like, hey, this is so cool. <laughs> no normal person would do that. And um, and so so, yeah, I uh, I asked you to um, to chat. And then since then, I uh, I do a lot of research on people before I talk to them. So like I listened to uh, your podcast with your wife. I uh, went through a lot of your YouTube videos about your life and your family, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. So anything that you want to bring up, I, I'd probably remember it and be able to talk to you about it. Oh, so I'm very wow. excited. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, when you are a, a pixel geek, you also uh, work at Webflow. So I kind of want to hear a little bit about like um, explaining that to people that that don't know what you do, kind of like what you do on a day to day. And then we can get more into like who you are as a person, because that's what I'm really interested in. All right. So um, I'm just a nerd for web design. And um, <laughs> since you've heard uh, many of my recordings in the past uh, i'll just say it again it just all started with the natural curiosity of uh of a middle school friend who created a, a aol member page and i was like you made that on your screen and then i can see it on mine mm -hmm. and that's where the spark happened and because of the speed of technology and how it evolves the speed of web design where there's always a new code there's always a new software there's always a new tool it's just always a new, fresh new thing to learn. And to me, it's all just toys. 
you know, like, ooh, new mm-hmm. toy to play with. Let me try to figure out how to do, uh, how, how to break it down and use it and make my website better. Um, and yeah, it was just a, just a natural curiosity. And so now at Webflow, uh, customer support specialist and helping people learn Webflow and understand the power of it mm-hmm. um, is what I gravitate towards. And outside of work, I'm also creating my own community at pixelgeek.community and helping people there, but more of a mentorship type of way. Because mm-hmm. um, what I've learned from seeing my wife grow into a graphic slash web designer, she started as a graphic designer. And I've been telling her, like, hey, you got to try Webflow. You got to try to make websites. And as a graphic designer, she was scared of code. And it makes sense mm. because it's not a visual thing. But thanks to Webflow, it made it more visual. And uh, I helped mentor and help her learn the no-code way uh, before even the term no-code was yeah. uh, established. And seeing her grow into a graph designer to someone who understands how to design for the web but also creates databases on her own is just amazing. And it just shows that a lot of people ha- now have the power to build on the web with less technical hurdles than there were in the past. Um and so that's what I'm trying to mentor people in my community and other people just in the general no-code community, like this new power, harness it and make cool things. And now with more and more no-code tools popping up and easier ways to connect with APIs, with all these other no-code tools like ClickUp, Asana, Zapier, Integromat, etc. It's just amazing to see. And again... Um, it, it's blowing up so fast that I can't keep up. And I'm like, ooh, new toy there. Ooh, new toy there. I wish I had time to play with that, but I don't. So it's getting kind of out of hand, but in a good way. So um, that's what I do. I mentor and also help people learn Webflow. My first introduction to Webflow was kind of funny. Um, so I'm a little similar uh, to your wife in terms of I went to school for graphic design um, and then a, a friend of mine, um, a, a, my a family member uh, recommended me for this project to make a website and I said, okay, I can design it. I, I, I can put all this together. Um, I just need a, a WordPress developer. Um, and I got connected with the WordPress developer, but um, uh, because whenever you're working with another person, it like takes a little bit longer to get contracts put together and stuff like that. And in the time period of me getting in contact with them and getting started uh, and getting that contract put together, um, I w- spent a lot of time on Webflow University <laughs> and uh, and I learned about it from Rancigal. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool because I saw his uh, like build a, a website in like 10 minutes or five minutes mm-hmm. video. And I thought it was so cool. And it was really funny because I was spending an aggressive amount of time at like my kitchen table, just going through all of the web, the university videos. And um, I got to a point where I got the estimate from the WordPress developer and I looked at it and I was like, I think I can do this myself. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, and so I, I pitched myself to the client. I said, listen, this, this other person has like 10 years of experience. 
I just started, like this is the price I would give. And they looked at uh, word, uh, they looked at um, Webflow's website and how I described it. And I gave them all the materials, make your own decision. Like, I'm sure it'd be fine either way, but like, this is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, oh, we'd love to go with Webflow. Like based on all the interactions and everything that you're talking about and the CMS, like we're going to go with Webflow, we're going with you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that project's happening right now. And um, yeah, and 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 that's how I, I got uh, to know you. And that's how I got to know a lot of the people. And, and that's how this podcast even started. Um, I really wanted to meet all these people because I found out that there was actually like a Webflow community on LinkedIn and like everywhere. And it's very different. Um, the, the way that you talk about Webflow is interesting because, um, uh, uh, it's, it's something that you're like super, it's very obvious that you're passionate in a really authentic way about it because, um, that's, I don't know. It just seems like there's something different about Webflow and it's just really, uh, like life-changing for people to be able to have this amount of independence to do stuff and, and learn things really quickly, even though it's something that's really complicated so yeah (laughs) it's the whole thing of um you know what now i'm gonna get a little philosophical here um it's all about helping each other out and um uh this thing called emergence and it's um emergence is something that i learned from one of my wife's clients and um if you if you think about like nature okay how when you look at an ant and it's by itself and it's just roaming around, it's scouting. Us humans, we, we look at that single ant and we're like, oh, it has has no real purpose. It seems kind of dumb. It's just, you know, it's by itself. But yet mm-hmm. you put many ants together and they can build bridges. They can hunt. They can build cities. They can... They can do wonderful, crazy things that we're like, whoa, ants are actually pretty cool. <laughs> then, uh, and then that got my mind thinking more about like, okay, same thing like an atom or something. You, you, an atom is like by itself, like has no will, not really a purpose. Like what? By itself, it's okay. But you put many together. It's like, okay, things are happening. You take our organs as, as human beings, take our organs, take one organ out, and you're like, okay, by itself, it's like, eh, put many together, <laughs> it creates us humans. Mm-hmm. So now think of it from a higher standpoint. Uh, one person by themselves, it's like they can't really do much. But everyone together, and we're building space stations we're going to different planets. We're shooting robots beyond our our solar system. We can do so much together. And that's what I think when it comes to this no-code movement. The fact that people are learning and immediately sharing what they learn for free brings us all up. And you've probably heard our CEO of Vlad say this a lot Um uh, rising tide lifts all ships and that's what we are doing as a no code community we're lifting each other up and so how i started my youtube channel was just from the natural curiosity of oh webflow can do this let me make a video and like show people how, what i figured out and i still do that today where 
uh, I learned, um, like this, this client wants me to do something super complicated. I don't know how to do it. So I'm going to try to figure it out. And if I do figure it out, I immediately make a YouTube video or do a stream and say, this is how I figured it out. This is amazing here. Take the knowledge. And then from that, everyone grows. And when I need help, I'm looking through YouTube too. And I've went through like, there's like Flowbase, FinSuite, JetBoost, um, uh, there just so many wonderful communities, people, um, and videos that are just helping the no code community all grow. And it's just awesome. And I think that's, what's different about this no code community is because we're not selfish. We're not like, Ooh, I have knowledge. I'm going to keep it and I'm going to sell it for tens of thousands of dollars. If you want this knowledge, no, here, mm. have it. Because if you grow, we all grow. If you look at, um, FinSuite, they do that all the time with their products, like um, the cookie consent banner. Mm -hmm. Usually you have to pay a third-party service for that. No, they came out with their own, went through their legal team, and said, here, everyone, you can have the code for free. And so <laughs> that helps you as a designer slash uh, web, a Webflow developer, and it saves money on your client, too. Mm-hmm. So things like that, it's just, it makes me so happy to, to be in this community and it's just getting started. I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because you, um, you said something specific where when you found Webflow and you found your YouTube channel and, and mentoring all these people, you, you found your tribe. Um, and so and I also wanted, to, if, if things are too personal, let me know. Um, but uh I remember you talking about um, in grade school when uh, you didn't feel like you like fit in as much. And so I wanted to hear a little bit about that. And uh, I was just curious as a person, like um, how, how you, you um, went from that space when you were a kid to now uh, coming here and feeling like you finally found a tribe that you really jived with. So growing up, yeah in grade school i i and a lot of people go through this you know you don't really know who you are un, until you take a step back and realize you know you always feel like you're weird so when you're growing up in school you have all these cliques you have the popular kids you have the nerdy kids yeah like uh, the emos, goth, or whatever, like because everyone is just trying to find their tribe, right? And I'll admit, when I was in middle school, um, and I'm just gonna show my age real quick. Crisscross was so cool, and I would sneak into my dad's closet to use his pants and wear it backwards because I wanted to fit in <laughs> with the cool kids. And when my father came home, he was like, what are you doing? You know, like, those are my pants. I was like, but it's cool, dad. And like, I, I even changed the way um, my handwriting because I was like, ooh, all the cool kids are doing. It. And, you know, I was always being fake. Mm. But then um, I quickly grew out of that. And uh, in grade school, I would only have like one or two friends and just being the odd one out, and I'd rather hang out at um, in a computer lab or math class and just have lunch there 
rather than because I couldn't really find a tribe of people who understood me. Um, and then even fast forward to high school, when I started, to, when I was really into web design, there was no one in the school who understood HTML and CSS. You know, there was mm -hmm. no really uh, a school club. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is before MySpace was big, you know? And so I'm like, you can make your own web page. How come no one is talking about this? How come there's no club? And that's why I took over my computer lab class. I asked my teacher, can I teach HTML? And I'm just writing on the board HTML and then head tag, title tag, body tag, and explaining everything to the class. Because I'm like, if there's no tribe, if there's no club about this cool code, I'm going to make one. And so I kind of did. And it made me happy. And fast forward to today, that's exactly what I'm doing. It's just like, hey, I learned something new here. But instead of on a dry erase board at, uh, at high school, I'm doing it over the internet. I, I, I love that story because I, I feel like I really relate to it. Um, I, I told you I went to school for graphic design. And uh, I, I got into that because um, I, I ran out of art classes in my high school <laughs> and I just like to call them. And then I started like making up my own classes, which is interesting mm -hmm. because that was similar to you. And I, I was like teaching myself uh, InDesign and all of this other stuff. And I was like assistant teaching in these Photoshop classes. And, um, and, and then I was like, this is really fun. I love like making these things on the computer. And, and I learned about graphic design. And I'm like, I don't really know what that is, but I'm going to go to school and study it. <laughs> and then I, I went there and uh, the entire time I was studying graphic design, I really loved it, but I felt like something was missing. But the thing is, is I had no idea what it was like mm -hmm. at all. And I just knew that th whatever I was doing right now was the closest thing to what I wanted to do. And it's really scary when you're in school and you're paying all this money and, and like it's, and you're, you have doubts and uh, you don't want to admit it because you feel guilty for spending all this time. And, and it's really dumb because when you're 21, you have so much of your life to go. And that's like the time period I was in. And so um, uh, I, I, took us independent class in user experience design um, with uh, Daniel Walter Scott, which is a Udemy guy. Hmm. Um, he's awesome. Uh, and so he, I, I learned about user experience design from that. And then uh, um, finding people from like the Webflow community. I, I have friends now in uh, Hamburg. I have friends in uh, Munich and uh, um, France and all of these other places. And it's, it's really cool um, that, I can connect with all these people. And it's, it's interesting because um, like in high school uh, and middle school, um, I, I felt a little similar to you in which I had these friends that I had been friends with since like elementary school, since we were in yeah. very small kids yeah. and they were wonderful and I loved them. But um, sometimes if I would invite them to hang out, um, I don't know, like, like, Sometimes if you can be surrounded by a bunch of people and still feel alone a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And even if you like have all these people around you, I remember uh, driving home with my dad and I was just crying and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Just some, I, 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 I just 
didn't feel right. And then, and it's just so weird because these people that I'm meeting are online. I like, I've never talked to them in person. I've zoomed with them. I've done podcasts with them, but it's just very weird because when you share a passion with somebody, you can like really connect with them on a level that I didn't experience before. Yeah. <laughs> like outside of a relationship or something yeah. like that. It's like, it's so neat. So I, I really relate to when you talk about that. That's what, you know, that's what everyone, you know, humans are, are tribal. We're, we're, we're pack animals. That's what we are. And we're, uh, we're always looking for, for the tribe that, that we fit in with. Hence why, you know, we all go through these phases in life, um, trying to be cool and trying to find out what you really like. And there are times, just like you and I, we have to pave our own path when society doesn't have it. But thanks to the power of internet, we can find our tribe even faster. And, um, you know, it, it helps us feel less alone. And I think um, as a kid growing up, I've always, even with a lot of people around me, I feel alone because I didn't understand myself, which meant no one understood me. Mm. And um, thinking about, you know, my, my thinking about my past life, you know, it, I didn't really find myself until I uh, until I found Webflow because again there was a moment where like at the current job i didn't know who to i didn't really like it the job before mm -hmm. webflow and um the environment was just way too stressful and i was like i need a way out so i'm applying to all these jobs and out of nowhere you know um I was helping people on the Webflow forums, and then out of nowhere, I get this email from this random person on the Webflow forums saying, hey, uh, where's Pixel Geek? He's been helping for a while, but now I haven't seen him in a couple months. And I'm like, someone actually <laughs> cares? Someone noticed? Holy crap. And so because of that small message, I was able to lift myself up from a very sad place and i'm like i'm gonna just keep going and a month from that message i get an email from vlad asking if i want to join the team and i'm like let's go and so <laughs> everything i'm i've been doing was is trying to give back to the community what i was fortunate enough to have to to gain i i gained a, a dream job and I'm like, I need to find a way to give back twice as much. And if someone gives me twice as much, then I have to give even more exponentially. And that's what I try to do all the time. Because, again, it is not all these good feelings, all these, all these things I'm grateful for should not be hoarded. They should be mm -hmm. given back as much as possible. Um, and that whole... Rising tide lifts all shit. Yeah, so that thing again. And when trying to find your tribe, I think that's how you find it. Just give back with 
your honesty and empathy. And mm-hmm. people will notice that and they will either want you to join them or they would want to follow you. Either way, keep giving back. And you see this done with so many great YouTubers, so many great um uh content creators. Um like one that I always watch. I love him, Mark Rober. The guy from NASA who now makes all these funny videos, but uh, he's teaching science and engineering. And you're like, oh, cool. You know, and you want to follow him because he just feels like the the same type of nerd or curiosity that you have. And so, yeah, thanks to the power of Internet, uh, you can find the tribe. And it's it's hard to fake authenticity like that i feel like people sniff it out pretty easily <laughs> it, yeah it, so sadly in the other side of the internet it's so easy to fake something mm. and it's increasingly harder to become honest there's so many tools to help you fake something so in youtube video editing has gotten way easy that you can just edit everything and people have like fast editing and now TikTok and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I guess I'm too old for it because it's too hard for me to keep up because people either speed up their videos or they have so many cuts. And so when they're talking, it's like this. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> stop editing, you know, or Instagram filters and Snapchat filters. It's like there's everything is a filter. Everything is edited. Everything has to be perfect. And what mm. I, it's sad for this society is that we, uh, p- perfection sells. Mm-hmm. Marketing promotes perfection. Mm-hmm. When in reality, no one is perfect. If you perceive yourself as per and I put this on my website, if you perceive yourself as perfect, you're the least perfect. If you <laughs> perceive yourself as the least perfect, but striving for perfection, then you are the most perfect. So weird, oh. weird thing in, in our in our lives. But that's to me, that's what I figured out. And I hate perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in in, uh, in being transparent, uh, I, this is my my eighth podcast I've done. Uh, but every single time, thank you. Every single time, I'm so nervous <laughs> beforehand, and uh, it's crazy because um, uh, I I I don't know. It's just you think that it would get easier, but uh, you just go for it, and then you start realizing that like, even though you're feeling nervous, like you can kind of just walk past it like ah whatever (laughs) it's fine and um and so like when I was a freshman in in college I uh I joined a the rowing team the crew team and uh, I was a coxswain so I was the person that sits in like the very back of the boat and steers the boat Mm -hmm. um and uh it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done I would wake up every morning and just like feel dread but I would do it anyway and then the rest of my day I nothing was hard (laughs) because I had to focus on not ramming a boat into a bridge (laughs) and so um I I guess uh it, it does get tiring to like 
people say you should always do something that scares you and then you're progressing, but, um, uh, it's, it's really tiring. And something that, um, that I noticed with you is that, um, you, you're very open about, uh, if you're frustrated or, or anything like that, like if, if something doesn't go well, you're like, you're like, it's okay. Like, it's, it's fine. Like we can just get, fix this one thing in the stream and then we'll be fine. Um, but, uh, one thing that's very consistent with you is that you seem really kind and open and just like wholesome <laughs> to me often. And so I was just wondering that that's not everybody's, um, go-to. <laughs> and I was just wondering, does it get tiring after a while? Just being positive a lot of the time when so many people are coming to you for help you can't have one with the other you cannot be happy without understanding sadness and vice versa mm -hmm. i'm not always happy i'm mm -hmm. not always positive and there are times when i'm just angry at something the world politics society the um, what I'm eating. I don't know. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> like, no one can be 100% positive. Um, but having someone there to help you through that part of your life is so crucial. And, um, and again, we as humans can't go through life by ourselves we need help and once you express that you need help that's a great first step and then finding help is the harder part so i come from a filipino family and everything you know as asians like oh you have to be the best you have to, you know, you, you have to do good. And, you know, uh, I, in high, I almost didn't graduate high school. Really? Like, yeah. Like, I had D's, C's, F's. I didn't care about high school because I would, I didn't do homework. I was more fascinated by computers and web design and video games. And, I, it's the last semester of high school that I, I had to take an accelerated course at high school. And then um, in the afternoon, I would go home. And then at evening, I would have to take adult classes just so I can catch up with my, mm -hmm. my credits. And thankfully, I was able to, to graduate. So, yeah, uh, I wasn't ever perfect, but sorry, I'm veering off track. We're going back to no, no. perfection. Um, I guess where I've learned, uh, oh, sorry, you're talking about positivity. Uh, so where I've learned that uh, positivity, I guess I've always had it, uh, naturally. Cause I always cared for other people. I didn't know why, but it was just in me to, be empathetic to others but it didn't come out more until web design because i would always be interested when people use my website so 
if someone's using a, a website that I made, I always like to look from behind, like, mm. ooh, why'd you click there? So I was very already naturally interested in user experience, but there wasn't no name for it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I, uh, whenever I see my wife install an app based back when the first iPhone came out and, and the app store came out and I would just watch her use an app and I'm like, Hmm. And I'm being interested. I don't know why I was interested why she would click on one thing, not another. And I guess that comes from it empathy like i'm always thinking how can this be better how can this website or this app how can i make a certain function easier for someone i'd always think mm-hmm. that everywhere i go when it comes to digital screens um and and then when i when i joined um uh, the webflow forums i was even more empathetic because i was like oh okay i want to help you i want to help and then i got the job at webflow and i'm like oh i want to help even more and then mm-hmm. when i uh met uh waldo uh if he waldo is another employee at webflow he used to be my director on the customer support team um when i met waldo if you want to talk about a positive kind person that guy follow really? him he okay. taught me so much about empathy and his saying is live a life live an attitude of gratitude and i've learned so much from him and that just made me even more of a positive person but what made me even like what tipped it over where i'm like i'm gonna be as positive as possible was when my wife and I got pregnant and had our, our child Nova. Mm-hmm. Her going through pregnancy, like that is something obviously um, as a male I cannot go through. And so seeing her go through the ups and downs was like something like I, I thank you for taking on this stress. You know, um, even though we both agreed to to have this child you know she has to take the the hard parts of it It, it's really and then the whole uh going through um labor i was there and Mm -hmm. um it just crazy (laughs) crazy what the human body (laughs) can go through and i'm like jeez like I, I am so grateful for you. And then she went through postpartum depression, mm. and she, you know it was really a dark, dark time for her. And what I've learned is, m- me, as a husband, I'm trying to fix everything. Like, how can I fix this? How can I fix this problem? Fix. And the more that I pushed, trying to fix things immediately the more she would get angry. Mm. And I've learned that you're there to listen and support. You're not there to fix. Mm -hmm. And from a male's point of view, you grow up with a father and it's like, oh, like if you fall and scratch yourself, just get back up, 
you know, rub some dirt on it. Yeah, rub some dirt on it. (laughs) And if you need to fix something, fix it real quick. It was the whole masculinity, like, oh, just deal with it type of thing, right? Yeah. That's not the that's not the way to go through life. You, (laughs) me, not understanding the chemical changes, the organic changes in my wife's body, going through Mm -hmm. all of these quick changes nine months that's fast Uh, going through all these changes i would not understand what's going through her head at all so why am i trying to fix it Mm -hmm. instead help her by listening and if she wants to find help you help her find help Mm -hmm. but you have to have faith to let her figure it out and that's what I learned. And that's where all the empathy started to just pour in. Because then I'm like, how am I in any situation? It's not just web design. It's just in life. How am I, how am I allowed to judge anyone if I haven't been in their shoes through every single moment of their life? Mm-hmm. So I cannot judge anyone. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I try to, that's why I stay positive all the time because it's like, instead of making fun of someone or putting someone down, you know what? They're going through stuff that you don't understand. So just let it be. If they want help, then they will ask for it. And when someone asks for help, you give it. And that's mm-hmm. it. I, when I was a, a, kid and i was really frustrated uh about um trying to figure out these people that like i was arguing with or anything like that i got to a point where i actually wrote down something similar to what you just said Hmm. and i put it up uh by my mirror in my bedroom and the phrase was i don't know if it was corny but it was um stop trying to figure out people who don't know who they are yet (laughs) nice And every day when I would like put my clothes on and like check my outfit right before I go to school, I had that there. And so I, I really, it, and it's one thing that, um, that I've gotten in uh, a little bit in trouble for before, um, where, uh, somebody would be really just like lashing out or negative or something like that. And then people I know would say like, oh, like you shouldn't talk to that person anymore like because of what they said or like they did this they did that and um i and i would respond like you have no idea what's going on in that person's life like I, I this and um i've heard somebody else say this before that like uh a lot of people when they have kids i don't have kids but when they have kids they really look at people differently um where you like see everybody as like somebody's kid somebody's baby and you like they come out like really like blank slates some of them have like obvious personalities when they come out but um uh it it really like when i heard somebody say that i I started to have a lot more empathy for people and it became less of a oh i don't like that person i can talk to them anymore it's just like boundaries of like okay if this person is like this and it like hurts me to be around them i'm not going to judge them i'm not going to be angry at them it's just like i just don't choose to spend time with that person or um or if it's somebody that you love and they're going through a phase or something like that you like listen instead of like automatically being like what's wrong with you all that kind of stuff because i'm sure that would have 
not solved anything <laughs> in your your relationship with your wife during her pregnancy but um yeah so i really i really relate to that when when you talk about that and uh in my my way of trying to get to know you um i i kind of want to talk about your wife a little bit um you you guys have been together for a really long time how how did you two meet and and what when, when did you meet high school friend um so um it, so my neighbor um is a high school friend of my wife and uh we met at a at a graduation party of uh of another friend and and then i think we went one like group outing to like an arcade or something and then she beat me in virtual fighter and i was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> but like um but it was just one random day i'm bored and i'm like I'm just going to call random people and like, Hey, go and watch a movie. And, um, and like, I don't know. She was, she was probably the third person I called or some, something. Cause I'm like, Hey, I want to watch a movie. And then like, she was like, wait, is he into me? Is he asking me to date? And, um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it was just like, just go to a movie. But, um, but that's uh, how we met. It was just through friends and we've been together since, um, 2004 not married since 2004 wow. but like uh dating since 2004 and then got married in um 2013 but we're just you know we're best friends and um it's 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 relationships are not happily ever after mm -hmm. it takes so much empathy <laughs> And growing up and and listening to all these stories of other relationships, I understand now. I understand mm -hmm. why divorce rates are super high. Um, I, I understand that, you know, relationships just get boring. And, you know, it's all, it all comes with empathy and honesty. And, and thankfully, we both have common interests, uh, a base common interest in design. Mm -hmm. And I'm a nerd for video games. She's not, but she'll still play a video game or two with me here and mm -hmm. there whenever we have time. And um, I try to be interested in what she's interested in. Like, there was a time when she was all about rupaul's drag race and oh really yeah and, it, and because of that i'm like okay let me try to understand this and i didn't understand the drag culture but then i learned from it and i'm like i have a lot of respect for these people you know it's not easy <laughs> it, it's not easy to have a, a split personality how you're one one person on stage another person but these people uh look beautiful no matter what and i'm like <laughs> that's amazing that's a feat that i'll probably never uh, do and there are times when like my wife's like can i can i put makeup on you i'm like yeah, sure you know yeah, it's I, just I, like face paint at that point <laughs> and i'm like you know try to be interested in what she's interested in and, and vice versa and and when there's no common ground uh it's just the same thing back to tribes 
you want mm-hmm. you just want someone to understand you or be interested in what you're interested in. And yeah. so I was lucky enough to find my life partner and that we like each other's interests. When when you I was listening to your podcast with um with Jessica and I I listened to um you talk about how she's very honest and uh she called herself very blunt <laughs> and i wanted to ask uh because uh in, in my relationship I- i'm dating somebody from eastern europe and he's very honest and blunt to a fault sometimes <laughs> and and uh i it, i took a while where i was trying to figure out like why i was so drawn to that because sometimes it's super annoying <laughs> but um uh he's there's there's something that i really like about it and i want to know if you thought of it too um sometimes when people have uh like relationships and 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 friendships with people um where you they like keep you guessing and they're not really direct with you and i don't know if that's like an american thing or something like that but um it's really rough sometimes when you're like walking on eggshells you don't know like did i upset somebody did i not and i the only other person that i heard say that other than you and me was this person named Michael Beirut. Um, he's a designer. Um, he's a graphic designer at Pentagram. And he was talking about his wife and how he describes her as um, uh, he married the only girl he's ever kissed. And their first conversation was uh, she looked him up and down. And she said, you need to get new shoes. <laughs> We're going to go get you some new shoes. Because <laughs> like, I guess, I don't know. She was like very honest about, about, uh, uh, about that and and he always felt so secure with her knowing that like I'm never gonna have to be guessing about how, what this person is like and and when I would get really frustrated with uh my boyfriend and just be like oh my gosh why are you like this uh he, it, it, it I had to remember like you you can't have that without the other like <laughs> and so I was wondering how, how do you feel about her being so honest and blunt with you because i i really like it it for took, some reason <laughs> it took me a while to get used to um growing up uh my family is very beat around the bush if there's an elephant in the room mm. we're not going to talk about that elephant um and uh having a late relationship with Jessica it helped me learn from that um she's very blunt and she did the same thing she's like your wardrobe is like you need a she was the she taught me to be secure enough to wear a pink shirt Mm. you know and i thought i could never pull that off and she gave me the confidence and again uh, it's easy to, you know, be fake and beat around the bush. It was, it's hard to be honest. And she's being honest with me. And I had to take that in and let go of insecurities and say, okay, I trust you. I will wear this type of shirt. A pink shirt then led to polka dot shirt, which led to skinny <laughs> jeans, which led to me like experimenting with different patterns of shirts and like now like 
wearing loud shirts is not a thing for me. And like it used to be like, oh, I'm, I'm too afraid to to look different. No, embrace that. Everyone is different. Everyone mm -hmm. is weird. Everyone's a nerd. Just embrace who you really are. And, um, you know, that honesty really helps. And, and plus when, uh, when Jessica's honest, it's because she wants me to become better because she knows that I can be better. So let me help you with this. Uh, uh, let me help you take that next step in your evolution. And mm -hmm. um, we're honest because of her being honest. I, I've learned to be honest with her. And when she's struggling with something or she feels so insecure about something, I'm like, you can do it. And I always tell her, um, I always tell her, and I tell a lot of people this too, you are better than you realize. Mm -hmm. And people need to hear that because we all think we are the worst version of ourselves because we are our worst uh, own worst critics. We look and you're also around yourself all the time. Yes. You never get a break. <laughs> yes. yes. Even when you sleep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You see a little a little pimple or something on your face and you're like, oh, the work. I look horrible. No, you don't. <laughs> Cancel Everyone... today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> embrace you. And um, we're we do that in an honest way. And again, honesty and empathy. Uh, there's that balance of you want to be honest, but not to the point you're, you're breaking them down. And there are times when it hurts. It hurts so hard. But we respond to each other like, you know what? That one hurt. Mm. You know? And whenever we have arguments, uh, there are times, yeah, when it's like, I ask her, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, that mm. word. Nothing. <laughs> you know? But after an hour or two to cool down, uh, either her or I would come back and say, okay, this is what I was really feeling. You hurt my feelings when you said this or when you did this. Mm -hmm. And then we would talk it out. And we would move on we would figure out a way to move on and, and learn. And again, back to the postpartum depression, how we learned more about the empathy was that she told me straight, she said, I read an article about postpartum depression and how it's doing this. And this is how I feel. And so every mm. time you're telling me to do something uh, or try to fix something, you're pushing me away and I don't like it. You're making me more upset. And that's when I was, that like, is so good that she can say that. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage, you know, and yeah. it made me step back and go, oh, I'm the problem. I will own up to that, that I was causing more harm to you. So I will step back and do my best to listen more. Mm. So, yeah, honesty. But uh, honesty and empathy is how I run my life now. And and I also really liked how um, how how invested you are in in her her life and her success because um, that's it's kind of like in in relationships there's there's the love component 
um, in which there's like the the intimacy of a relationship. But then on the other side, it's a love component in which it's like the most intense friendship that you can have. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the way that you talk about her in terms of um, like you're proud of her accomplishments and and you you try to just give her as much as you can. And I, I just think that there's something like really beautiful about that that isn't in every relationship and when you talk about I understand how how relationships end and I understand why so many people get divorced um a lot of people don't don't have both the the intimate and also like the intense friendship and it's really evident from any video that I see of you guys (laughs) even if you were arguing like 20 minutes before you clicked record (laughs) because I've been there yeah, it's it's this love that I I wish everyone had. Um, but sadly, you know, it's not possible. Again, you can't have happy without sad. And um, I'm just very lucky to have found someone that I can be a friend. Um, well, even our our wedding theme was uh, incub- the title of an Incubus song, Friends and Lovers. And Aww. that's what uh, that was the theme of it, and um, it's still prevalent today. Uh, I I just want again. If I help her, then I'm helping the family, and when she helps me, she's helping the family. And what we've learned from our marriage class, so in uh, Catholicism, uh, you're not allowed to to get married until you go through this class. And um, marriage class, you know, it tells you about marriage and, and whatnot. And then after you take that class, they send your results to <laughs> the priest who is going to wed you. And um, uh, the, uh, the, the letter that's sent to the priest could be like, you know what? They're not compatible. Nope cancel wedding even after you've made a deposit on everything the dj and the flowers the photographer yeah like it's like no i had no no idea but but it's up to the priest to be like okay do i take this in or not but hey we got a good uh good grades and so we passed (laughs) and but what we learned uh from that class the main thing that we learned which you know it still sticks with me is uh if you want to teach your kids love it has to start with the parents Mm. if the parents are continually uh expressing love to each other and and being kind and respectful then it'll naturally pass down to your kids and that's Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do and um and yeah i'm just very very lucky to have jessica and yeah and just you know and even when you're talking about her i was kind of tearing up and i was like yeah I'm, I'm really really lucky and just seeing her grow is is beautiful to me because i again 2004 she was um she was graduating high school and i've been with her throughout her whole graphic design journey through college yeah. Uh, I remember waking up in the middle of the night because she's like, hey, uh, this is for my final. Can you buy me some printer cartridges or, or print this over at uh, FedEx 
uh-huh. because we need this printed and it's like 2 a.m and i'm like okay i'll drive you and you know <laughs> so I, I watching her grow from a graphic designer to her um helping her find her first job and seeing her get down on herself like it's been eight months since i graduated and i have no job i'm horrible to mm. to uh make making her own business and now she's starting a new job soon she's going to be a creative director and i'm like oh wow I'm like, oh my god that's <laughs> amazing and i just want her to live the life that she wants mm-hmm. and um keep pushing herself to do bigger bigger things i mean bigger bigger things she just finished running a 50 not 15 Five zero fifty k ultra run. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm like that. You are amazing, and so I want to give her as much space, much support as possible to just go even higher. And um, going back to what you said, like how you start each podcast recording super nervous. That is a good yeah. thing. <laughs> that is a good thing. Because if you weren't nervous, that means you don't care. Mm. Because you're excited and you want the best from uh, this recording. And so you, I, even I, before every stream, I have to take a nervous pee. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm like, yeah, that's good. Because I'm... It's relatable. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Like, let's go. Let's teach. You know, so and what I learned from my wife as she's training her, one thing that her coach said is um, the as you're training for ultra runs, the mountains don't get easier. You just you become tolerant to more pain. Mm-hmm. So the more podcasts you do, you'll notice that it's easier, easier. No, it's not easier. <laughs> you just understand it more. Which means mm-hmm. then you can go to the next level because it's going to get harder and then it'll get easier and then you find the next level. And that's what I love about life. It's never ending. So many things to learn every day and we don't have enough time on this space rock to learn it. So learn as much as you can, but take breaks. Screw, screw hustle culture. Take breaks, but keep learning, even if it's something little like, oh, so that's what a butterfly does or or something, you know, like something <laughs> on wiki, you know, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, embrace learning. So, uh, yeah, and then teach learning or teach knowledge that you've learned and we'll all become better. I, um, before we wrap up, I, there's a couple more things I want to quick talk to you about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, the first conversation that I had with somebody who is, um, uh, outside of, uh, like Greamer on, on, <laughs> uh, <laughs> University, like not talking, I'm just like looking at him on the screen, um, uh, was, um, uh, my friend Nico in, uh, Germany. And I asked him, uh, I was like, so what? is your deal why do you make these youtube videos why are you giving this information why are you helping people on forums like what's the deal and and he was he said something that was really great he said i i know what i'm worth 
I just think that this thing needs to happen more and like there's there's like not enough people to do this so like if I uplift everybody then it all gets better he's mm-hmm. like he I'm paraphrasing he was like I can't do everything <laughs> what makes you think that I need to like gatekeep this information mm-hmm. and I was talking to him on, on zoom and I was like that's a totally different way to look at it <laughs> yeah but um but speaking of your family and everything something I was like personally curious about was um uh, I know you're a big fan of like SpaceX and Tesla and all of that. I was curious uh, what the idea. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes that too. <laughs> and uh, I um, uh, he, he was uh, for anybody who's listening, he has a, 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 a SpaceX uh, a, a, um, uh, astronaut tattoo. It's on my his only arm. pinned tweet. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, I was curious if, if that was part of the idea behind your daughter Nova's name. So uh, when we're coming up with names, I told my wife, it has to have, there's two, uh, one of two requirements, okay? Either A, it's video game related, or B, (laughs) it's space related. And I was kicking around the name Faith because of a cool game called Mirror's Edge I was into at the time. Mm-hmm. And my wife um, is religious, and so I was like, "Okay, faith." And we shelved it. We like to shelve names. Uh-huh. Like, okay, we're gonna come back to it and see if it's still if it still hits, you know. And then um, one day, uh, she just came home, and she's like, "Nova," and I was like, "Yes, Such a beautiful name." Starcraft has a character named Nova, and. <laughs> And Nova is space related. You win. That's it. And she loves it too because she's a, a letter form nerd. She mm. she loves typography, and so she's like, oh, because when you can kern the V with the A real close, and then, uh, yeah, that would be so cool. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, <laughs> we're already thinking I love about how lo- she's. She's already thinking about like kerning for her daughter's name. That's yeah. beautiful. And, and lo- logos for her and all that stuff. For like, wow. yeah, because we're we're design nerds, and um, I learned to appreciate design more because of Jessica and, and packaging and letter uh, paperweights and whatnot. And so, like, learning all this and um, and, and uh, finding Nova's name, it, it's just so amazing. And again. Uh, it goes back to common interests it's just fun no each part of our lives it's just fun i'm I'm so excited for everything with your daughter and and she it it seems really like a very sweet relationship that you guys all have with each other and uh one thing that i uh when you talk about how to model and as we're closing up uh as as you when you talk about modeling relationships and, and modeling things for your daughter um, I think one thing that's also really important um, is like, and this is something that I had to learn uh, because there's the whole idea of like, don't uh, argue in front of your kids thing that some people uh, practice. Um, but I think that it's like super important to like teach them how to argue because it, it's really, I don't, I don't know if you feel that way, but um, uh, it's, it's really helpful because uh, uh, sometimes people can like, get like super in the moment and they like don't know what to do with this feeling but like teaching her that is like 
so important. So that's just one thing that I thought of when you were talking about relationships and and, and Jessica. Yeah, again, <laughs> empathy and honesty. The honesty part is, you know, you're being honest with the whole family. Like, I'm angry about this situation. And then the empathy of how can we fix it together? And when you don't hide that behind the scenes, you know, then um, our daughter will see that and subconsciously pull that in and say, oh, this is how you handle situations. Mm, Just be upfront with it or give someone time to process and cool down. Yeah. But if we just kept that behind closed doors, then when she gets into that issue in her life, which she will, um, or that moment in her life, which she will, then if she didn't see us work through it, then she'd be like, I don't know how to work through it. So I'm just going to get super angry. And if I see some other couple dealing with it in a very negative way, then I'm just going to gravitate towards that because I haven't, haven't been exposed to it. It, it, Parenting is very, parenting is hard. (laughs) It's the balance. Maybe I'll get there one day. (laughs) If you do, it's a hard balance of, of exposing there's is it exposing too much or too little there's Mm. always that balance um are you keeping them too safe from the world or are you letting them be as carefree as possible there's a middle balance and it's (laughs) it's hard to find because there's no such thing as an average kid everyone Mm. is different and so there's no book there's no lesson plan that it's it you just got to figure it out and it's hard and yeah. um you learn so so much from your kids because it's a mirror it's a mirror cuz they're watching you you're watching them and they take after you whether through genes or through actions mm-hmm. and if you can come through every situation with honesty and empathy, then she or she or they will mirror that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's what we try to do. The, there's one last thing I wanted to tell you before we, we close. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and we're coming up on the hour and a half. Uh, I, uh, b- before I, I discovered Webflow, um, uh, and before I decided to go into, I, I loved user experience design. I was applying to jobs. Uh, now I like run my own company, yeah. um, which is a thing. Yeah, very exciting. Um, and uh, but uh, before I I did this, I was actually a maid. <laughs> um, and uh, and before I did that, I w- worked as a graphic designer in like a corporate company, which treated me very well. They were wonderful. Don't want to say anything negative about them. But um, at, in the, the corporate company, um, I felt kind of similar to the way you described your previous job, um, where I know there was something just that that was just wrong. Like I, I was like in an office all day and I was like, I didn't have any like fresh air. <laughs> I, I was like clicking a screen all day. And then I was living in a like very, very shoebox apartment. Like I was actually living in a like somebody's closet that they just put temporary walls around that like didn't touch the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) and uh i was living in new york and uh uh and and i was like spending so much time on screen and like not doing anything 
I just not not doing anything active and not having all this sunlight <laughs> and then uh it was it was rough and I I I was scared because I, I thought this is what my future is gonna be like I don't know if I want to do this because like after after being like so burnt out and and doing this all day every day for like six months I um I like just wanted to just like be asleep all the time like I just wanted to like I it's, I didn't want to do anything bad and I've, I've talked to this about this before but like I just wanted to like go to bed I like just didn't want to be awake anymore and it was really rough and then I I came back and I was like oh my gosh I'm in the outside world like I get like a year more of college I can like take a nap in the middle of the day or I can like do things on my own time and still in my mind freelancing and and like having my own business and working from home was like not in my mind at all and then I started working as a nanny and a maid and I was like uh doing people's laundry and like like cleaning people's houses and stuff like that I was like again all, all the people that I worked for were very kind but it's just like it wasn't the right place for me and then I uh got that job working on the website and then I started with Webflow and I was like, oh my God, this is my ticket out. Thank you. <laughs> and so if, if you talk to anybody at work or anything like that, just like, like this changed my life. So thank you. <laughs> I will send this recording to the team because it changed. Webflow has changed so many lives for so many people. I've heard stories like this. You know, it changed my life, and uh, yeah, it. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I didn't expect to cry on stream. Hi, it's everybody! Okay. <laughs> it, it's happy tears. It's happy tears. I had those too. I mean, like that just it. It's beautiful because again, making websites more accessible means that you can spend time helping and uh, helping others build up their business because then they'll want to help you build up yours and you can do what you love to do, which is design mm-hmm. for a great user experience, designing with empathy. And mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see and it doesn't get old. It doesn't get old. And, um, and I, I'm glad that you found Webflow and you've joined the community because, uh, this is again, this is just the beginning. And so yeah. all these feelings <laughs> that you're having right now, the fact that you're doing a podcast and sh- helping share stories and you've built it on your own website through Webflow, it that's beautiful. Keep sharing these stories. Keep giving avenues for people to learn. And thank you for doing it. Oh. <laughs> I I uh I did the podcast so I can like meet more people and learn from them and everything like that. Um, and so just thank you so much for coming on and being very encouraging. Um, I To close out, since pe- people might be listening to to us here on like YouTube or anything, or, or uh, they might be listening to us on my uh, Spotify, um, we'll just close out with uh, me saying like who I am and how people can contact me. And then we'll close with you and how people can find you on all your different places. And then I'll put them all in my description. If you're listening to this on my platforms. Um, So uh, my name is Emily Giordano. (laughs) I am a uh, a Webflow designer and developer, uh, user experience, graphic design person. Um, And what I do is I 
uh, I make websites uh, for people and I do a bunch of really, really cool stuff. And so if you ever have a project or you just like to talk to me or if you want to recommend somebody for the podcast, uh, you can find me at uh, Emily, that's E-M-I-L-Y at greatdesignlead.com or you can find my website at greatdesignlead.com. And now we're going to finish up with Nelson. Hi again, I'm Nelson. Uh, uh, you can find me at pixelgeek.co or join my community over at pixelgeek.community. Uh, I promise not to make you cry on that chat board, <laughs> but I will do my best to help you level up in your web design journey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the pixel geek. Um, but in, oh yeah. in this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pixel geek. Uh, yeah, Emily, you are a beautiful person and Aww. I congratulate you on the journey you've been through from a maid to a entrepreneur, business owner, graphic and web designer and podcast host. I mean, I haven't done more than two or three podcast episodes, so it, I know that it's tough to to even get to 10. So congratulations once you hit the, <laughs> the 10. Congratulations on that. Uh, I'm honored to be on this uh, podcast and part of your journey. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess this is until next time. All right. Have a good day. <laughs>